0: Well, welcome,
1: everybody. Hope everyone's having a great week. If you are new to sustainable success, well, we like to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us here at Voice America Influencers Channel, or you can reach me direct at chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd love to hear about what you're up to in terms of achieving your personal success, as well as what you're doing in your business. We're coming upon the planning season for 2022 where we uh, help many organizations to help them uh, get planned uh, in terms of their companies and personal success for the upcoming year. Feel free to reach out to us at Chris at Christophersalem.com. Also, you could uh, check us out on Facebook at our Facebook page, sustainable success 2017 there. We've had many of our great guests sharing their words, the wisdom and insights and helping you personally and your business to get to the next level. Feel free to go make some comments, feel free to reach out, interact, and get to know other people in in our community. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from all generation types, an opportunity to rekindle past relationships, perhaps meet new people, and it's a great way to kind of share content, personal, authentic conversations, and it takes out all the noise uh, from other social media channels like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So uh, no notifications, by the way. That's the nice thing about Alumni Direct. Feel free to check it out. And they offer a wide variety of different affinity partner programs. Great for any business. So this is an opportunity if you're looking for certain things that you're unable to get individually. You can do so at a group rate. And this is, it could be insurance and other types of things that could help you in your business. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. We're going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking about Walk With Me and God First. And this is really going to be something I'm personally looking forward to hearing. And our guest is uh, Regeline, and she goes by Gigi Sabat, And she's also known, as I mentioned, as Gigi. And she's the CEO and founder of of Life Service Center of America. She's a motivational keynote speaker, three-time best-selling author of The Walk With Me and God First Books that have been endorsed by Les Brown. Gigi is also the co-author for several best-selling book collaborations, and she is a life coach and a confidence coach. First-generation Haitian-American financial expert, Florida chapter leader for World Women Conference and Awards, the host of Walk With Me podcast on the a uh, domestic violence advocate, sexual assault advocate, breast cancer advocate, human trafficking advocate, and mental health advocate. She is involved in so many things to help people. Uh, so in, in, if you want to get to know her, you're going to get to know her here. Also, she's an experienced leader who has adopted a traditional approach to help people grow spiritually, financially, professionally, and personally. She does this by setting clear and measurable goals for those that are ready to take action and experience life growth and transformation. She also helps people get unstuck financially. As far as focusing as transformation goes, she also truly believes in multi-skilled individuals that make great leaders. I can keep going on and on and on. And without further ado, we welcome Gigi Sabat to the show. Gigi, how are you doing today?
2: Fantastic. Thank you for having me.
1: It is a pleasure to have you. You know, I, we, you know, you and I have connected through some mutual friends. Daniel Gomez is uh, one of them. And I know you have a, a summit coming up, which I'm looking forward to personally contributing to. And you do so many great things. I would love to, you know, learn, you know, have the audience learn a little bit more about the walk with me and God first. Uh, you know, you, I know you have a series of books there and you have a podcast to talk about the, you know, the, the, the mission statement first about walk with me and God first and what, you know, your program's about and how it helps people to move forward.
2: Absolutely. Great question. So walk with me, it's a spiritual walk and it's all about helping others uh, understand the importance of never giving up. And so I talk about the trials and tribulations that I've had to overcome, such as sexual assault and domestic violence. And then God first is all about raising awareness about the importance of having God first in our lives and in our society, because we would not have all the issues that we have in society if people were to keep God in his proper place, which is first. And the Bible says, bring my people to me. So that's what my books, Walk With Me and God First are all about. It's a sequence. And you talk about my company, Life Service Center of America. It has two different aspects. The first aspect are motivational programs and courses that are taught by me. And the second aspect, are our business service navigator, which allows our members to locate the services they need in a reasonable time.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. I love what you're doing there. And, you know, when you when you think about people that are, especially during COVID, this was like a, a year that really tested a lot of people in terms of resilience and, you know, a lot of people just, you know, making transformations, leaving corporate world to go into, you know, becoming an entrepreneur a lot of times out of, out of just because it was out of default because they couldn't get a job and so on. Can you talk a little bit about those that are, you know, struggling right now personally, and maybe perhaps in their business or their careers, you know, how they're struggling and what can they do at this time that could help them to improve their situation? What would you recommend?
2: Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. A lot of folks are experiencing depression or they have anxiety, especially after COVID occurred. Many people lost their jobs. Some people are just getting back to business. So mental health is a huge issue right now in our society. And that's why I would tell those folks that uh, maintaining a resilient mindset is so important. So what is a resilient mindset? A resilient mindset is your ability to bounce back after a major challenge occurs in your life or even in business. And so really you have to shift your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset, but then you also need to be able to maintain that mindset to truly overcome those challenges.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, you know, it, when you talk, when you hear that word resilience, I know for a fact, cause I do a lot of training and uh, for, for companies and resilience job burnout are like the two hot areas, stress reduction, but resiliency, it's not something that, you know, shouldn't, you know, that we should just do to be reactive to a certain situation. Like, for instance, if you lost a job or your business, you know, you went out of business or you lost a loved one, it's something that we can incorporate the concepts of resilience as a process to actually be, you know, be one step ahead of the curve or, you know, you know, in that way, when problems do happen, we know, we know how to address them in a fa- in a quicker fashion. What would you recommend, you know, in terms when people are gonna shift away from a negative to a positive mindset? What would be some things that people can be doing now, not waiting for things to happen, but now to kind of build I, I guess you could look at it as build their foundation for their for their success?
2: Absolutely. I would say that positive self-talk truly matters because how you speak to yourself will determine your results as well. So If you speak to yourself negatively, you will get negative results. But if you speak to yourself in a positive manner, you will get positive results. So as far as overcoming a major challenge, if you're telling yourself, well, I can't overcome it, I can't do this, and it will never get better, then things will never get better. So if you're listening to this message today, it's so important to tell yourself that there is hope that you can overcome. And so that that goes back to faith as well, because what is faith? Faith is believing in the things that we cannot see. So having faith and keeping the faith truly matters.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that. You know, faith, a lot of times, you know, people have faith. They have, you know, whatever that may, could be, you know, it could be that they're Christian, they could be Muslim, they can be whatever, you know, whatever their higher power may be. Yet they still get caught up in worrying. They might feel overwhelmed, frustrated, during this process, especially when there's a lot of uncertainty with maybe, you know, that there's a lack of business because of what happened with COVID or they can't seem to generate new business or maybe they're, they're, they lost a job and now they're looking at, do they go back into the workforce or do they start their own business? What would you recommend with faith that, that would help them to con- you know, more or less offset some of that stress that people put onto themselves?
2: Absolutely. I, I would remind those folks that oftentimes if there is a delay or a detour on, on our paths and, and, and the plan that we, we have written out or have thought of, to always remember that God knows the plans that he has for us. So just just remember that and just get quiet whenever a major challenge happens. Take that time to to self-reflect and to pray because prayer truly
1: matters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pray. And, and look at it like, you know, I guess, let me know your thoughts. Cause I, I agree, you know, you have to have, there's always going to be that blind faith and you have to believe in that. And then you also got to do your part. It's part of that process. You know, you know, what can, what can I do right now in this moment, even when you feel like you're, you're like, you're, you're sinking in quicksand, but yet there's always something we could do, you, you know, not to, to, to you know challenge our faith or but that, that our faith has our best interest, our faith is doing its part in their time, yet we're doing at least that we're doing our part with what we can control. What would what would be, would you would you recommend that for someone? Would you recommend, you know, that way people are, you know, they're not waiting sitting on the sidelines waiting for something. They're trusting that process and doing their part.
2: Absolutely. I would say to those folks to trust your higher power, the higher power you believe in. Yep. Very important to trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when you talk about the walk with me and God first, when you, when you, if we're going to be like an example, I'll use that. Yeah. If we're going to be an example or a resource to let's say another person, you know that, but let's say we we've gone through the struggle. We, went through a tough time, but now we've really trusted that process. We're really doing well. And we wanna be a resource and example for others. Why is it important to you know, put God in yourself first before you could truly help someone else as a resource and by example?
2: Because God is the creator of all things and I, we're, we're God's children. And so we are essentially God's servants and so when, when we show up and we show up to lead and to provide service or value to others, we need to do so and we need to show up powerfully because how we show up means everything. We are a reflection of God's servants and
1: his disciples. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it's one of those things that, you know, you, ha- you know, I always say when you're consistent in that belief, And you can keep your, you know, do your best to keep yourself in the belief and knowing that everything is going to fall into place, even when, you know, there be, there's times where you feel like everything's going to fall apart. But sometimes it's that falling apart can actually be a blessing in disguise because without falling apart, you can't come together in a better way. Would that be safe to say? Absolutely. And they say, what, fail forward and it's okay to fail. I, I, I
2: have failed more times than I can count on two hands. But I tell you what, it has made me the person that I am today.
1: Yeah, I could I could definitely uh, agree with that, because I know I know when my life was falling apart over 20 something years ago, it was throughout my 20s. I was a complete mess, you know, a codependent, a, a perfectionist, always angry, always blaming other people, passive aggressive in my behavior, in my communication uh, and and I and it was just like every day was like Groundhog Day, you know. But because I didn't have a belief in myself, I didn't believe, I didn't, believe, I wasn't putting my higher power first. It was just again just playing that victim. And no matter what has been, no matter what has happened to us, and you've experienced this like, and I've, you know, we've have different ways of experiencing it. But share from your your experience, like when you were in a very tough situation. And and that, you know, when you changed your thinking towards putting God in yourself first, how this helped you to get through that and come out to the other side.
2: Absolutely. So after being sexually assaulted again for the second time in my life uh, as an adult, my faith had a huge effect on my life. Because if it wasn't for my faith, I would not be here. Mind you, I was sexually assaulted when I was eight by two individuals. So God being in my life helped me to overcome that major challenge in my life.
1: Yeah. I can know that when I went through, I went through 12 years of addiction and, you know, again, you know, failed relationships, uh, you know, because I had lost my, I didn't have a walk with my higher power at the time. I didn't have, uh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have any belief uh, or, you know, this uh, confidence that I thought I had. It was all very, uh, you know, again, I was just, that was that victim. And, and so when you're able to do that and really believe in that, it, it just dramatically changes how you think to be, to do, or excuse me, to be, be, to become, to do and have better and different results, no matter where you are. So, uh, so, so, so important. Virginia, we have about three minutes to the break, and I wanted you, know, you to share you know, what would be some of the things, like if you're looking at the walk with me and God first, you know, I know you shared some valuable insights to that. What would be some of the things you could recommend someone that's you know, right now like in that process or they might be at the start of making a major change or personally or in their business?
2: Absolutely. I I would tell those individuals, if they're looking to build a relationship with their higher power or God, to really digest into the Bible, start with the Bible and read his word. Because when we read the Bible, we are building a relationship with him. So start with the Bible is, is what I would tell those individuals. And then also I want to mention the book that I I have coming out soon in regards to overcoming heart blocks, because that book is inspiring stories for healing from trauma, which includes stories from other authors who have overcome a heart block. And so what is the heart block? The heart block is the block that's been around your heart after a traumatic event has occurred in your life. And so I mentioned the sexual assault incidents that occurred in my life. Yeah. For my faith. I could not have overcome my heart block. I would not be before you today.
1: Wow. I mean, that's powerful. When you talk about heart block, the, the, what jumped out at me, and we could always discuss more about this in the second um, half of the, or the, the second segment of the show. Would, would it be safe to say that when you say heart block, that could be a limiting belief or beliefs? Would that be safe to say like things that, that somehow got programmed into our minds as a child, you know, and we carried that into our adult life, and it and it and it subconsciously impacts our self esteem, our confidence, our decision making, how we communicate to ourselves and other people, our behavior, our attitude, our emotions, our how we take action or not, or how we take how do we take risks? How do we do we are, are do our do we take risks or we don't take risks? Would it safe to say that like that like heart block could be associated with that?
2: Absolutely. Because that, that could be trauma that was put on that individual in, in regards to an emotional response.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so true. I, uh, I could relate to that 100% because I, uh, I lived it. I, I lived that, you know, I, I guess in this case, those were my heart blocks. And I know for me personally, it was that need for validation that I never got from my father my father always promising to do something and then the final moments letting you down. And, you know, that was something I carried into my adult life, why I became codependent and why I was a perfectionist. I had to do it. You know, if, if it was going to get done, I had to do it because no one else could do it because everyone would let me down. Everyone would fail, fail me. Because uh, And then, you know, and if I didn't get that validation, well, you know, that's when it affected so many different things in, in me in, in a negative way. So that, that was my heart block. And I can really relate to that 100%. Um, we got about uh, a minute left, less than a minute here. Would you like to share like, and to summarize some of the key points you shared, Um, in, you know, around, you know, the walk with me and, and God first, you know, and then I guess we'll expand a little bit more into that your program after Ab- the second half.
2: Absolutely. So I also assist others with achieving their goals. So it's it's really for those folks to reflect on their lives as well. And really to see that you are not truly living until you you step into your purpose, God's purpose for your life. So walk with me, walk with purpose, God first.
1: Yeah, so, so true. I love it. I love it. Well, we got more to come with uh, Gigi here with Walk With Me and God First. We got to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more into this particular area and how you can learn to be, to become, to do and achieve bigger and better results. You're going to learn a little bit more about Gigi's program and how it can help you where you are and where you desire to be. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Again, that's 1 866 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back uh, to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, uh, you can uh, listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice American Influencers channel. Also, feel free to stop by our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll be able to listen to this episode and show in its entirety. And we highly encourage those that are just joining us or perhaps came in halfway through the first segment of the show uh, to listen to what Gigi had to share, Walk With Me and God First. So uh, she provided some great, great insight there. So uh, we highly recommend that you check that out here later today on demand. Gigi, you know, during the introduction, you know, you you're you're an advocate in the area of domestic, um, you know, violence, domestic abuse. You're someone that's actually experienced it in your life, and I think it's such an important area that has to be addressed because, as people, regardless of what, why, and what we do in our our businesses, it's like no one is just immune to this particular issue. It's something that you know, people can you know get caught up in their, in their stress and their struggles, and 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 take it out on other people, especially people that are close to them, people they love. It can be their spouses, girlfriends, boyfriends, and so on. Can you talk a little bit about this particular area and why it's so important that people understand you know more about it? I mean, people hear about it, but to really know. You know, what are the ramifications? What are the things that can be done to help in this particular area?
2: Absolutely. So, I became a domestic violence advocate after surviving domestic violence myself almost three years ago. I almost lost my life, death by strangulation in a domestic violence r- relationship, in which the domestic violence advocates advised me that I had lost oxygen to the brain at the moment when I was trying to get up. And so, this is why it's so important to raise awareness about domestic violence, because if we can intervene early on in a positive manner, then, it's, then it can cause positive prevention and positive solutions. So it's so important to educate others about it. And so domestic violence happens to both men and women, but oftentimes in our society, it's taught that it only happens to women. But again, that's not the case. And then also domestic violence does not just occur in dating relationships and marriages. Domestic violence can also occur in family homes. For example, a parent abusing a child or a sibling being abusive to another family member is considered domestic violence. And then domestic violence is not just physical, it's also emotional, mental, financial, and then there's PTSD that's tied to it. And then also in regards to the abuser, Majority of the time, they have what is called a narcissistic character trait. And so there are so many signs and red flags that I advise individuals often because it's so important to look out for those signs and red flags. And so what are some of those? Well, in regards to the narcissistic character trait, those individuals want control. They want power and control. And so if you ever see a sign or a red flag, such as the individual wanting to use force or threats... Use intimidation, use emotional abuse, use isolation, maybe even deny or blame you for things, or use their children, or use male privilege, or use economic abuse, then you are in a domestic violence relationship and you are in danger. And so if you're listening to this message today, I highly recommend to contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 800. 800- Seven nine nine
1: seven two three three. Well, I what I love what you just did there is you really dug in deep to what domestic violence is. It's not just someone that was in this case physically abused, you know, in some way. This is this is a an ongoing thing. It could be, like you said, it could start from, you know, you know, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. It could start with, uh, you know, again, you know, when you see signs of narcissistic behavior with someone trying to control you or put the blame on you, and you know, can be charming, you know, to the, you know, when they're in front of other people, yet they uh, they're a completely different person when they're with you. So this is so so important to recognize, And and you mentioned that the resource that they get in contact with. Would that be safe to say that, you know, that, that people can remain confidential when they call? I mean, if they're looking just to gather some some you know, resources and insight just to get or maybe have a question or two that they can maybe address. So this way, they're better, better. There's, there's more awareness and some knowledge that they could apply to determine if they are in a potential domestic violence type of situation.
2: Absolutely. Yes, that, that is a safe number to to contact. And I would also advise those individuals to to keep the faith and, and to not give up because it, it is a major challenge to have to overcome. But I, I want to remind those folks that they're not alone and that th- there are people who do care in the community,
1: such as domestic violence advocates. Yeah. You know, and what's, what's interesting here is that there it's not like there's one level of domestic violence. There are many layers and, and it can start you know, like where you start to recognize narcissistic behavior in, 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 a particular person, whether if it's your a spouse, it's a parent, it's a sibling, another family member, whatever the case may be, these could be signs that you could be in that type of relationship that if not addressed could lead to, you know, potential, uh, you know, where it would get worse or in some cases can be, you know, you know, it could be you could be in physical danger at some point later later down the road. What would you recommend? You know, well, you know, you recommended people contacting that number. What are some other things that people, in in a situation now that they're gathering this awareness through your insights, what are some other things that they can do in conjunction with not only tapping into that that resource you shared with us?
2: I would say also too to get rid of those false beliefs because oftentimes when you're dealing with a narcissist, they will tell you things to, to make you believe that, that you are not enough. And so what do, you, what do you hear often from domestic violence survivors is that they, they are now needing to teach themselves that they are enough, that they are worthy because what the narcissist tends to do to those individuals is try to break them down. And so I, w- I would tell those individuals that they are enough.
1: Yeah. Would it be also safe to say in that that situation, G, you, you, it's very hard to reason and have a logical conversation when somebody is in that state of being, especially if that person's a narcissist, or maybe they're just not in a good place behavioral-wise and how they communicate. Like, what would be, like, in terms of communicating, it's not that you're going out of your way to please and enable them, because that's a, that's a codependent trait that will only escalate the problem further and further exhaust the person that that, that's the recipient of the abuse. What could be some other things that people could do in terms of communication in those situations until they find a way to either get help for both the people involved or a way that they can remove themselves from that situation altogether?
2: I, I would say seek help from, from your community. Again, if you need to speak to law enforcement, speak to law enforcement.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I know like one of the things that, you know, when I work with sometimes, you know, people at companies where you have difficult people that you're dealing with or you have A-type personalities or people that also are narcissistic, you know, in the workplace, it, it's not telling someone how, when or why to do it, you know, and you shouldn't act this way how you're acting is hurting. You know, it's that, a lot of times that just goes one ear and out the other. It's, it's knowing how to put, I guess, put up boundaries and knowing to be, you know, be more empathetic and kind, you know, using those boundaries rather than pleasing and enabling, but, you know, sharing information, like not telling, but sharing, but it be safe to say, like, if you think that you can possibly have a conversation with someone That might be a you know tough place, and their behavior is impacting you in a negative way that could potentially lead to more domestic violence. Would it be safe to say that it's not you're not direct, you're not putting them on the defensive, but you could share something that relates that you they feel that you could relate and understand them that may neutralize or get them to be more aware that their behavior is uh, you know is 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 you know not good or detrimental to this relationship. But Can you share some insights from that perspective? Of
2: course. You raise a great point in regards to the communication component and actually expressing that you're not okay with their behavior and letting them know to see if maybe the behavior will change. But oftentimes what we do see is a pattern of the re- repeated cycle. So once that abuser tends to abuse the individual, they continue to do so. And they, they use several different manners to do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, I mean, I always like, I remember I personally been in this case where I, I could have been the potential person that was the domestic abuser. Not that I ever physically ever hit someone that it never, but I could be, I could be verbally abusive and emotionally abusive back in the day. No question about it. And, you know, I look back now and, you know, had I you know, now that I look at it, if, if I were on the other end of that, had I learned how to share, you know, and not not putting that person on the defensive, but sharing that, hey, I've had, you know, I've had people let me down or I've had people not live up to what was important to me. And, you know, I've learned that, you know, I can't control what they do. I can't control their attitude. I can't control their behavior, their communication. I just learned how to let go and focus only on what I can control. I I don't know if that helps, but I figured I'd share that and just get your thoughts on it. But would, would something like that be safe, like, you know, where maybe there's a possibility that person may be able to kind of recognize and kind of get out of that abuse state of mind and maybe recognize that they on some level you can reason with them at that time. I'm not saying it always works because it depends on the individual, but that you're more likely to, you know, get more of a a positive response from sharing versus telling?
2: Of course. So, and when we're looking at the domestic violence cases, we have to look at all of the facts in the case because not all of them are similar. And so we, we really have to go deep into those facts because why oftentimes an individual may be told that they're in the wrong by the abuser and so then you start believing that that you're in the wrong. So what happens is we see a pattern of those individuals apologizing often. So if you see yourself apologizing often, you're saying I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Then there's that's a huge red flag that you're dealing with a narcissist because they will oftentimes try to turn yes. into you to make you believe that you're in the wrong. So you really I have to I, the facts.
1: No, you I absolutely agree. I, you know, because you know, unless like you actually did something, okay. But to say you're sorry for every everything, absolutely, that that is just going to further enable that that narcissist to continue to do that. That's just going to continue to wear that other person down, and to the point of exhaustion. So I, I agree. This is this is a, something that can have a dramatic effect on your personal well being. I mean, it affects so many. Aspects of your well-being from your not only your emotional well-being, but your physical well-being, your social well-being, how you how you relate to yourself and other people, you know, being more codependent than interdependent. And then, you know, could affect you financially, it could affect you in many different areas. What would be some other things that you could recommend for people that are on that 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 end of they're getting that abuse or they're dealing with this situation right now? Other than contacting, you know, some resources locally in their area, what are, is there anything else they could personally be doing for themselves to, to fill their cup and walk with themselves in God in that case?
2: Absolutely. I would say to keep God first and pray. Prayer truly matters because God's words, God' word says it all, is that is that he will get you through, is that he's with you wherever you go. That's what Joshua 1, 9 states. Haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And then I would also tell those individuals that if you if you just got out of a domestic violence relationship as well, to remember the, the forgiveness component, because why is the forgiveness component so important? Because if you are not able to f- forgive You can never. You cannot move forward. You can. You cannot move forward. You are not truly living God's purpose for your life. And also, too, the Bible says, "Father, please forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing."
1: Yeah.
2: So, too, we need to leave the past in the past and take the lesson with us. So, leave the past in the past and take the lesson with you. And so, as domestic, as a domestic violence advocate. I'm not here to bash anyone or or attack anyone, but I'm here to educate and to raise awareness, and that's what
1: advocacy is all about. Well, you made a great point about advocacy, right? It, it's it's not that you you know an advocate shares doesn't tell you share from experience, you share being the example, you share being the resource, and you demonstrated that here because that's all you've done is shared. You shared you know, some quotes, uh, you know, excerpts from the Bible, you shared a valuable resource or two, you shared your personal experience. That stuff is highly valuable that someone feels related to and understood that, that they get to decide now, what can I do with this? That's going to get me out of this situation or improve this situation altogether. Gigi, we have about a, about a, just a little over a minute before the break. Uh, Can you summarize some of the key points? you, You shared here about domestic violence and abuse, uh, that people could really drive this home, that they could start taking action if they're experiencing this right now.
2: Absolutely. I, I would advise those folks that, again, strangulation is the number one cause of death in domestic violence relationships. And I would also summarize the fact that it does not just happen to women. It also happens to men. And it's also physical, emotional, mental, financial, and then there's PTSD that's tied to it. And then it's not, it does not just happen in relationships or marriages, but it can also happen in family homes and to also pay attention to the red signs and the red flags and signs of a narcissistic character
1: trait. Yeah, no, no, no. So true. I mean, this is so, such great information. I advise everybody that is listening here to take notes. This is not, this is not a, a topic to take lightly. This is a thing that can suddenly be happening and you don't even realize it's happening. These things happen. Also, can happen in in on the job. It's not called domestic abuse, but it's called you know harassment, or it can be called something else. Where you know the, you could be you know being bullied in the workplace. So this is a very very a topic that you should take seriously. And this could be things that could be holding you back in your business because you may be dealing with this. So we highly recommend that you get some more information. Reach out to Gigi who is an advocate in this area, someone that speaks from personal experience and has a wealth of of knowledge and has resources that could help you. We got more to come here with walk with me uh, and God first with uh, Gigi. Sabat, Uh, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we are going to come back in the last segment and we're going to kind of really tie everything together here for you. That's going to help you to get you on track to really trust this process of believing in yourself and God simultaneously to do bigger and better things in your life. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Now, back to sustainable success.
1: Well, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Gigi Sabat. We're, we're talking about Walk With Me and God First. This is from her series of books in this particular area. If you're just joining us again, uh, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today on demand at the Voice America Influencers channel and then also on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to join us there and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, Our show today, again, is being brought to you today by uh, Alumni Direct. They're a a social media community platform, brand new, that brings together alumni where you can meet new people, rekindle old relationships, and a great place to develop authentic, genuine relationships that can lead into new job opportunities, business partnerships, and so on. It is a membership uh, community, meaning that you are eligible for a lot of different uh, benefits that you would normally not get on an individual level. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Gigi, you know, when some of the other areas of walk with me first, walk with me and God first, you talk a little bit about also the business side. You know, business side, you know, how, to, how people can manage their finances, you know, their, their businesses, their careers, and so on. Talk a little bit about that from the perspective of walk with me and God first. Absolutely.
2: So as far as the business component, and it's so important to remember the personal development aspect as well. And so I I talk about understanding networking and and how individuals, when they're they're networking, too often what we're seeing in in our society is that individuals don't know where they can attend a networking event or they don't know how to communicate when they attend a networking event. And oftentimes individuals are taught at some locations where they where they work at that they need to provide a business card, but that's not the case. You, you should never go up to someone and say, hey, here's my business card. That, that should not be you, the way you communicate with someone when you first meet with them in a networking event. You, you should really seek out to build relationships with individuals that that's what it should be about building relationships and so that's what I talk about a little bit in the networking chapter of the book walk with me and then also too the importance of of obtaining a mentor it's so important if you're truly looking to grow in a specific area of your life just like an individual hires a personal trainer to help them with their fitness goals same thing here if you want to grow in personal development or in business hire a coach, hire a mentor. That's what they're there for, to help you achieve your goals.
1: No, so true. And I agree that, you know, when, when you talk about relationships and networking, it's about why, you know, you know, what's compelling to the person you're talking to, what's important to them, you know, something that relates to them and that they feel understood. People will want to know what you do and how you can help them when you give them a reason why. And maybe that doesn't happen on the first time you meet them. Maybe perhaps it leads, you know, that happens on the second, third, fourth time that you have a conversation, meet in person or have a Zoom call. It's getting to know and nurture those relationships. I, I, I always say if you can nurture, you can build a sphere of influence, that sphere of influence can, can not only sustain but help grow your business and Gigi, you're so right about that. You know, business cards that they, you know, I can remember going to events and people throwing their cards at you and, and, and and think about it. How many times for the most part did anyone ever really follow up anyway? They, most of them, they don't. So, because there was never anything authentically that you connected on, it was all superficial and, you know, a connection and it was very transactional. So I, I, it's so, so true. And what would you recommend, like, you know, in a situation like that, whether if it's over Zoom, eventually more in person, when that eventually comes back more into the fold? What would be some of the things that you would recommend someone, how they approach, uh, you know, uh, uh, meeting new people and, and getting to know them and their business?
2: Absolutely. I would just say have a have a conversation with those individuals get to know them a little bit and also too there are so many ways you can network there are apps now available to network there's the shaper app as well and then you can also grab a coffee with those individuals
1: yeah no it's so true i remember we did a we did a linkedin event at orange county choppers in uh orange county new york uh which is about an hour northwest of New York City. This is like the, if you remember the old, uh, the uh, Orange County Chopper uh, reality show that used to be on like 12, 13, 15 years ago, whenever it was. And I remember we did an event there and it was uh, meant to bring in people from LinkedIn, especially around the greater New York City area. I remember I was uh, moderating or was the MC for the event. And The thing that we advocated, you know, is that no one show up with any business cards, none. You came there to serve and give. You came there to serve and give. And I can tell you, this was prior to COVID, by the way. So this wasn't during COVID, but, you know, prior to COVID. And I could say that more people got more out of that, where genuine relationships really were blossomed from that. And to this day, you could see the interactions in my LinkedIn influencer groups, where these people had met there and and what it's become and how it's really impacted their business in a positive way. So you, you nailed it right there. Gigi, when you talk about that, it, it's, it's not about, you know, what you do it's, it's, you know, or business cards, it's getting to know them and getting to know them personally and, and their businesses first and getting to that, you know, what's really important to them. How about financially? Gigi, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are struggling financially? A lot of people don't want to you know, disclose this to, to the public. They don't want even to their closest friends or closest you know, business partners or even their family. What's that you would recommend in that area?
2: That's such a great question. In regards to finances, financial literacy is, is not being taught in our education system, but it definitely needs to be taught in our education system. And I, I, I know that th- there are a lot of representatives in our society who are seeking out to implement that in our education system. And I, I'm in full support of it because it's it's so important. And you talk about it in the family home. It's, it's so important for individuals in their families to understand finances because it covers everything. It's truly the umbrella. I mean, you can't have a roof over your head if you, if you don't manage your finances well. So it's so important if you need help to seek help from a financial representative who would provide you with a comprehensive financial plan. And so that, that is a component that I, that I provide as well within my company, Life Service Center of America, LLC, as well.
1: Well, I think it's so important because a lot of times, depending upon how people grew up, you know, they're, they grew up in an environment, you know, a lot of limiting beliefs around uh, money the relationship with money that, you know, the, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. There's always scarcity and a lack of only certain people or those people have money. People who have money are not nice. They're evil. They just want to control you. All those things that a lot of times some people have been brought up and led to believe. And I've seen that personally myself with people I've uh, been around and worked with. So I agree. And it's something that I guess it has to start with you and understanding that, and then believing that, you know, God is, you know, is, you know, you know, desires people to have prosperity and that it's all around us, that the only thing limiting us is us. It's, it's, it's us, what we've been led to believe. We don't believe. I guess it gets back to that, that belief part again. Can you shed some more insight, you know, uh, Gigi on that and, and, you know, maybe some steps that people could start taking, you know, to tap into those resources you talked about?
2: Yes. Essentially, what, what that is, it's a financial matrix that those individuals are in. Because, again, as you mentioned, they are taught those limiting beliefs. So, it goes back to that: how you talk to yourself matters. Because if you're telling yourself, "Well, I don't have any money. I won't ever have money," then then that's what the results that you get. So, and again, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, always remember that your your business is. God's stewardship. And so all the finances that you obtain should go right back to your business. And it's so important to keep the lights on so that you can continue to provide value to others. And so it is very important to really get out of that financial matrix, because uh, unless you're aware of it and how to get out of it, you will continue to repeat the same financial cycles that will keep you stagnant. So it's so important to, to really learn about financial literacy.
1: I 100%, 100% agree. It's so, so important. Like you said, it's not taught in schools, let alone that, you know, it, even though there's things out there on the internet and there are financial advisors and there are other, you know, you know people that, you know, that have, you know, from experience can share how they go about doing it and making money work for them, not that you working for money is so important. We got about, I wanted to leave some time on the back end here as we wind down the show here. But I, we have about, you know, about 50 seconds that I, if you could summarize some of the key points that you shared in this segment, uh, Gigi, around, you know, again, about networking and business goals and, and finance, you know, in managing your finances and having a financial plan, you could share that with uh, with the uh, listeners.
2: Absolutely. So in regards to the net rec- networking component, I would say again, to not go up to someone and just give your business card, first and foremost, don't do that really get to know that person. And remember, it's all about building relationships. And then also as well, obtaining a mentor is truly important. Obtain a coach. If you're looking to grow in a personal manner or in regards to your business, you need that development, that help, seek it and and get that help because that's what the coaches are there for. And then also too, in regards to the finances, it's so important to seek help for that as well. If, if you need to learn the financial literacy component, obtain a financial representative who, who will help you with your finances.
1: Wow. That's great stuff. It's so, so true. Well, I want to thank you personally, Gigi, for being here and sharing your words of wisdom. I would love if you could provide the listeners and those listening later, how can they get in touch with you? What are you up to and anything that you would like to leave them or provide them uh, from being here today? Absolutely.
2: So if they go on my website, LifeServiceCenterOfAmericaLLC.com, and they click the Get Started button, they will get a free sample of my book, Walk With Me. And remember, the books are a sequence, Walk With Me, God First. So that would be the, that would be the next book as well. And then, too, I have my podcast, Walk With Me. And then also, too, we have the upcoming Global Business Conference, which you are a part of, Chris.
1: And yes, I'm-, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
2: yes. So I would tell those folks to make sure to reserve their virtual seats. It's an event you do not want to miss.
1: Wow. So we definitely, those that are listening, that will be listening later, or please share this. Please take advantage of the, this, this valuable offer that Gigi is providing on her website. We encourage you to also check out the event, get registered there's going to be some great insight. She's doing, she's surrounded herself with a lot of great people. So she's, you know, you know, all about walk with me is also surrounding yourself with others as well that, you know, share similar values and similar experiences. In this case, perhaps different experiences, but yet that you could relate to that could help you in your business moving forward. So we highly encourage you to take advantage of that. Gigi, thank you so much for for being here and everything that you do uh, you are, you know, definitely changing lives and helping so many people through your example. And you're a valuable, valuable resource to so many. I want to thank you and here on the behalf of voice America and well as uh, the sustainable success radio show. We also want to thank you listeners each and every week joining us here, the sustainable success way, because without you, we wouldn't be where we are. And it's about you and we are committed to bringing in experts like Gigi that share from experience, from their hearts, that connect at at a deeper level that will help make you, allowing you to decide how you're going to take that to apply it to your business and your personal life moving forward. Till then, we'll see you next week. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk soon.